up next, the next episode of Metastating with Michael. Enjoy the show. Hello. I've been up in the woods again, not spending the night, just uh, doing some work, heading up to what I've decided to call for now the, the meditation tower that I've created, started to create and continuing to create, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And I remembered when I was up there taking a break, laying down, just enjoying the peace and quiet. Uh, one of the reasons that I went up in the woods in the first place was to try to get a gauge on if I thought or knew I only had a little bit of time left on the planet, what would I do? First thing was spend more time in the woods because I really enjoy doing that and, and being still and being with nature. The second thing that just came to me was to stop caring about what people think about me. And if I'm really honest and with myself and then in turn with you, I've said my whole life, I don't care what people think. It doesn't matter what they think. I don't care what people think. And what I realized is that the more I said that, the more I cared. Then I started to put into place all the work I'm doing and reading I'm doing and the work I have done around neurobiology and brain development and finding meaning and searching for self and all those kinds of things. And I think, now bear with me on this please, because this is uh, me thinking right now uh, live. <laughs> I think it's not that I care what other people think about me. I think that I care what I think about me. And here's what I mean by that. And maybe you can understand this. Maybe you, this makes sense to you. What I mean is that when I really stopped the last few days or weeks to um, think about moments in time where I was, where it felt like I cared about what other people were thinking about me. For instance, driving in a car, I was going slow. I wasn't going slow. I was going the speed limit. Somebody up behind me, oh, they're around, you know, right on my uh, back end. Lights are bright. I can't see. I'm not in a place to pull over. I start thinking, what are these guys thinking? What do they think I am? Some loser. I can't drive fast enough. I'm some um, old person that doesn't know what's going on. All those kinds of things. Or maybe when I was walking through the grocery store and I had just got done work and I was wearing clothes that were dirty. Uh, are they thinking that I'm some slob or whatever, all those kinds of things. And in every situation, they never told me what they were thinking. It was never them saying, Hey, I think you're a slob. Hey, I think you're driving too slow. I think you're this, I think you're that or whatever it was. Not once did I ever get the information directly from the person that I was projecting it onto or from. And what I think is happening now this is the science part a little bit, is that the part of me that I have been spending so much time on in the past saying over and over again, I'm not good enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not funny enough, 
uh, I'm not pretty enough, I'm too fat, I'm too short, I'm too loud, I'm too angry, add your own things in. Created a piece of software, if you, if you like, in a computer, a neural pathway that just kept saying it over and over and over again, and it felt like it was the truth. So when I, when I get in a situation where that part of me is triggered, then that part of me starts saying something or those thoughts come into my head. And then that same part of me attaches those thoughts to what other people are thinking to keep that thought process alive. That might be confusing because it is a little confusing even to me. So let me try to simplify it for myself and hopefully then in turn for you. Let's think about other things that we, that we do in our lives. We learn how to ride a bike. I learn how to skate. We learn how to walk, to read, play the piano, ride a horse, throw a ball, climb a tree, go surfing, um, put things together, uh, paint. We can name, it's uh, forever. We can name a thousand million things. And the more we do them, the better we get at them and the more of our reality they become because now it's part of our programming. The same process happens with the thought. Now, if somebody were to say, hey, you have big feet, I mean, you're like, hmm, hmm, yeah, maybe, but I have no attachment to that, so I don't care. But if somebody were to say, hey, man, you're pretty, you're pretty hairy, I'm like, yeah, well, I know, I, I know. And, it, and I would say that, you know, that's bothered me in the past, uh, being hairy, people look at, I'm hairier than normal people. So what do people think about that? Are they going to think it's gross? Do they think it's ugly. Are they going to think less of me? Um, on and on and on. What is it that in your head keeps going over and over and over again? The more it goes, the more you think about it, the more you relate to it, the more real it becomes, the more wiring and the more neural network is created and that becomes reality because that is now programmed into the way that you live your life. So if that is true, then what other people think of me is actually created by me. So I don't care what other people think of me. I care what I think other people think of me. They're not even in the process. It's all in, it's all me. It's all my creation and all my, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like perpetuation of what I believe to be true. And because I believe it to be true, I'm going to continue that whole process and that whole way of thinking because I believe it to be true. And when something comes up against that belief, the belief fights back. Don't forget, you're not good enough. Don't forget, she or he will eventually figure out that you're a fraud and they're going to leave. Don't forget that you are too ugly, you're too fat, you're too skinny. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. That's your own creation. That's your own mind. Those are your own thoughts up here. So what I am going to do more of, thinking if I only had a limited amount of time left, honestly, we all have a limited amount of time left. That's just the way it is. Some of us know 
how much time we have left. That can feel scary or sad uh, and bring a lot of anxiety with it. Or it might be very liberating for some people. For me, what I think I'm going to do now is less of this and more of this. So what would I do more of now having this different idea is to worry less and care less about what I think other people think of me, which in reality is me thinking about me. And even further, if we can follow this train of thought a little further, it's what I created. Those are thought processes that I created and programmed to be my truth. I don't want that. So I'm going to do less up here and more down here into the feeling, the intuitive part, less of the, the ongoing software and voice that's telling me anything that is perpetuating the belief that I'm not enough. Maybe that makes sense to you. It does make sense to me. Hopefully you can get something out of it. Have a good week. Next time you're concerned about what other people are thinking about you, stop for a moment and look around and see where you are. Is this really just you talking to yourself? Is there something happening around you that isn't even involving you, that's triggering something in you to think about old patterns and thoughts about yourself you had when you were a kid or in a past relationship or anything like that? And then if you're actually involved in a conversation or in an experience that you start wondering what somebody's thinking about you, maybe you could have a conversation about it and express how you're feeling. Uh, remember to not use you and point fingers and all that stuff, but to try to make it about how you are reacting and feeling in the situation. And then if you can have a conversation about it, then you can work through it maybe, or at least know what's really going on. I want to say uh, thanks to my mom and dad. Uh, I just finished fixing my four-wheeler, putting a new ignition coil in my car, cleaning my chimney, uh, designing a new wall down in my basement. And these are all things that come pretty easy to me. And, and it's not because I really know a lot. It's because I've experienced what it's like to take stuff apart and figure out how to put them back together and not be afraid of it. So, you know, whether it's fixing the exhaust system or the brakes or wiring or the electric, you know, the spark plug wires or the uh, ignition coil this time or just changing the oil or tires, whatever it is, uh, taking apart a washer, dryer, seeing how it works. I grew up being able to do that and not always to my mother's uh, happiness when she would get a new vacuum cleaner and come home and I would have it apart in the living room or whatever, things that showed up and I was unsupervised. I like to take them apart. There's always extra bolts and, and things still seem to work, so I'm not sure what's going on there. And, you know, building a television with my father and fixing cars with my dad, even though he would yell out loud, when you get older, you make sure you have a good enough job where you can pay somebody else to fix your bleeping cars. <laughs> 
there are times where I feel like that. But in in general, I appreciate the confidence that I developed to fix stuff. I really enjoy it. So thanks, Mom and Dad, for that support. So here's a few jokes. I'm going to go more than one here today. Why did it take so long for the pirates to learn the alphabet? They were stuck at sea. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why the baseball getting kept getting bigger and bigger, and, and then it hit me. <laughs> Last one. I was at work today. My boss said, hey, have a good day. So I went home. And to all of you out there, thank you for your continued support. And have a great day yourself. Till next time. Bye.